Welcome to the Authorpreneur Mindset, a podcast about the writer's life and what it takes to become successful, both traditionally and as an indie. It's a podcast that takes a look at the business aspect of the publishing industry and picks it apart. If you enjoy the show and want more, you can sign up for the Steam Power Dreams mailing list to receive emails with valuable information right in your inbox. Just head over to steampowerdreams.com slash authorpreneurmindset to sign up now. What is the correct way to write an author bio? Is Amazon KDP Select the way to go? Should you share your first draft? Hi, I'm your host, Jeremy Collier, and today's episode is the first rapid-fire episode of the Entrepreneur Mindset. A rapid-fire episode is when I answer questions that don't really require a whole episode to talk about in itself. Before we get into that topic, though, I want to talk to you a bit about our Patreon page. I mentioned it last episode, but I wanted to go in a little bit more detail on what exactly we're offering there, and how you can get a bunch of extra content for only $1 a month for a limited time. The first 25 people who back the podcast on Patreon will actually get the $3 level for just that, $1, and that's for life. You get access to future Patreon-only content, the ability to listen to the Entrepreneur Mindset early, a Patreon-only forum to ask questions, and access to our very exclusive Discord server. We offer different things at different reward levels, but let's be honest, the $1 a month level is really all that matters right now. So if you'd like to show some support and get access to all of that, plus more as we hit our goals, head over to steampoweredreams.com slash Patreon. All right, without that out of the way, let's get into some rapid-fire questions. The first question comes from Masha Lafer, who asks, How do you recommend I write my author bio? Well, there's no one right way to write an author bio. Most authors write it in third person, as if someone else is talking about you. But that's not for everyone. Some people get right down to the point and talk about their books, while others give backstory on their lives. The important thing is that it's both professional and personal. To give you an example, I'm going to read mine. This bio can actually be found on my Amazon page. It says, Jeremy Collier was born in Hayward, California at the age of zero, and has been writing just as long. Okay, that's not quite true, but he has been telling stories for as long as he could talk, and writing them as soon as he learned his ABCs. In high school, it was mostly poetry that he sold to friends so they could give it to a girl and say they wrote it. And in his 20s, it was mostly boring essays to get through college. It wasn't until November 1st, 2011, that he started taking writing serious. In his first attempt at NaNoWriMo, as well as first time breaking 10,000 words, he wrote a complete 130,000 word novel and proved to himself that he could actually do it. That novel, ladies and gentlemen, will be finally shown some respect in 2017 when it's released. His current work involves stories in two universes, Cinesol and Kalima. Cinesol is more like steampunk sci-fi, as where Kalima's world is more steampunk fantasy, says Jeremy, when asked about his worlds, which rarely happens, but he's prepared anyway. And finally, he's the co-founder of Steam Power Dreams, the amazing publishing company that houses such books as Cinesol Burden and The Planet Without a Sun. His goal in life is to become a full-time author and someday write a novel or two with his yet-to-be-born or conceived children. If you see Jeremy on the street, be sure to ignore him since you won't recognize him anyway. So that gives you an example of how I crossed comedy and professionalism, but also shared a little bit about personal life in my author bio. The comedy is not for everyone, and I don't suggest you put comedy in your bio unless that's what you want to do. 
Next question comes from Diane DeMurth, who asks, Is KDP Select the way to go? Is it better to be on all e-reader sites? What are the best ways slash least expensive ways to market? Well, Amazon KDP Select can bring a lot of value, especially to new authors, but it means potentially losing out on income from other sources. I'm a firm believer in going wide, eventually. What many authors do, and something that I agree with, is if you're just starting out or starting a new series, put your books in KDP Select for a month, or two, or even three. And then once it has somewhat of a following on Amazon, take it out and go wide. This helps get a jump start while still allowing you to make sales everywhere. As for best ways and least expensive ways to market, this is an ever-changing answer. Facebook ads, if done right, can be amazing, as can Amazon ads. Both of these methods take a lot of patience and a fair bit of luck. But make sure before spending even a dime to do your research. Maybe even take an online class or two. My favorite method, and by far the cheapest because it's actually free, of marketing is social media. Now, I'm not telling you to throw your book or story into people's faces, because that will backfire, and you'll actually sell less books that way. But join a writing group or a reading group, find a community on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and talk about your writing, talk about what you're reading, and share your knowledge. People will ask you about your books, and you will get sales. Find groups that allow for weekly advertising, but avoid groups that are all about advertising. Most of the people that are in those groups are only there to show off their books and never look at anybody else's. Have friends and family promote your book on Facebook and Twitter. Read your book and have them review your books. Just remember that anybody that, who shares your last name cannot review your book on Amazon. It's an odd thing, but it can actually lead to big problems and eventually, if it happens too often, your book being taken off Amazon. The next question is from Al Sanchez who asks, I've read that many established writers frown on sharing their first drafts. What's your opinion? Well, sharing your first draft is purely a personal choice. Many established writers frown upon sharing their first drafts to those that aren't either very close to them or fellow writers. But you'll find that almost all of them share their first draft with at least one person. If you have a loyal writer friend or reader friend who doesn't mind that the story, characters, and etc. might be poorly laid out, it's not only fine to share with them, but it's highly recommended. So you can get their feedback and you know what needs to improve in the book. Generally, these are called alpha readers, those that read your first or second draft. But with that said, my advice is to share your second draft, not your first. And what I mean by that is, write the first draft, read it over, do as much editing as you can on your own, and then share it with that trusted friend or family member. You'd be surprised how much a single edit can actually change your whole book. The final question comes from Daniel Cornett, who asks, how many edits or drafts do you go through? I am waiting on my first draft edits back, and I need to know how many edits are in my future. Well, this question has many parts to it, and the answer will change for every author. Some of the more prolific and famous writers go through 10, 15 edits, or even more, while others go through only two or three. For me personally, I do one full edit after my first draft, one spot edit after beta readers, and a final full edit after my copy editor. This final edit is usually more just a read-through of the novel rather than a full edit because the copy editor should catch 98% of the errors in the book. No book's perfect, no copy editor's perfect, and that's okay. 
One more thing to note is that sometimes I do full edits after the beta readers, but more often than not, this is just a spot edit, meaning that I only change things that they think that need changing. And this is because, as an editor myself, I generally know what needs to be improved upon and what is good enough to get to the copy editor. But if you're looking for an average round of edits, I'd say it's somewhere around five or six. I'm not exactly sure what you mean by waiting for your first draft edits back. I don't recommend hiring anyone to edit your book until it's polished as best as you can do it. Not only will your book actually be better and more what you want it to be, but it'll actually cost less as well. Of course, if a traditional publisher picked up your book and that's what you're doing, it's really up to the editor. You may have to do two edits or 20. I'm sorry my answer isn't more specific on this matter, but every manuscript is as different as every author and every editor. Alright, well that's it for the first Rapid Fire episode. I want to thank everyone for your questions. If you have a question, or 10, head on over to steampowerdreams.com slash authorpreneurmindset and click on Ask a Question, or join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash SPD Writers Helping Writers. You can also find me directly on Facebook at facebook.com slash Jeremy L. Collier, Twitter at Soul Scribbler, and on Instagram at Authorpreneur Mindset. Until next week, I'm your host Jeremy, and don't forget to keep moving forward. The music for the podcast, named Funky Element, provided by Ben Sound at bensound.com. <laughs>